Hi, I'm Lou Ann Mitchell and welcome to Big Media USA. Today we're going to be talking with Madison Ho. And welcome to Big Media USA, Madison. Good to have <laughs> Thanks, you. Thanks, Lynn. You betcha. Well, welcome, <laughs> welcome. And we're excited to interview you today. I know I am. Uh, I am uh, just blown away with the UV angel and what I'm learning about the UV angel. And we see the UV angel right here. This is your logo. And you are the director of the UV angel air solutions. And I wanted you to just share a little bit of your impressive background. So I'm going to, I'm going to take the liberty of doing that just really quick. Uh, you grew up in Winnipeg, Manitoba, and you were involved in sports growing up, and you also received a full scholarship to the South Dakota State University for softball. And you went there and you studied environmental science, and you played on Team Canada. Go, girl! I love that. That's awesome. And you still coach softball today because you like to inspire the youth. And you're inspiring young female athletes like yourself to dream big. And I know that's something that you are very passionate about. And so I want to just salute you right there and say thank you. Thank you for all of that. that. That's much appreciated. We need more of that in the world. And the UV angel, you are an, a UV angel yourself doing angelic works with all of that. When you moved to Medicine Hat, Alberta, so you were originally in Winnipeg, you ended up in South Dakota, then over to Medicine Hat, Alberta, and uh, that was shortly after you graduated college, and you took your first job as an environmental scientist. And it was in the oil and gas industry where your company reclaimed abandoned well sites and you worked directly with the oil companies and you spent a lot of time outdoors. So I'm just wondering, um, with your spending time there, you were assessing soil, water and air quality, you know, all scientific and important scientific work. And you met Marcus and Marcus is the head of Terralta and you met him through coaching softball and uh, he brought the UV angel to your attention and inspired you to spend a couple weeks researching the UV angel. And of course, being a, a, an astute college, uh, really a scholar yourself, uh, I'm sure you did some very intensive research, which I wanna hear about. And so you didn't just look at the UV angel, you looked at others that were currently on the market as well. And Marcus knew your background in environmental studies and he respected your opinion. And so when he asked you to share back your opinion on the UV angel, with the same degree of scientific research that you had put in, and your long story short, I guess we could say, was that you got really excited and you immediately joined the AirTech team. <laughs> and you became this UV angel director. And I'm just wondering, with a degree in environmental sciences, how does this apply to what you're doing now? Yeah, so thanks for the introduction, Luann. That was very nice words. Um, so it's actually quite similar. Um, when I was doing reclamation in the oil fields, um, obviously it was in an outdoor setting, but a lot of the work we were doing was um, soil analysis. So we are looking for contaminants in the soil due to oil production in the past. Um, and then as well, we bring that into air quality. So um, when we had, we were doing gas detection at well sites, um, seeing if there's any environmental hazards such as a leakage going on at the well site. Um, so really 
when Marcus brought the idea of the UV angel to me, it wasn't too far off of what I had been doing in the past. It just kind of pivoted to an indoor setting um, and couldn't have been at a greater time, right? We have the pandemic that has been affecting us now for the last however many months it's been. Um, and as well as my passion for always wanting to help others, help our community, it just seems like the perfect time um, to switch over to indoor air quality because that is where we are hurting currently. Yeah, correct. And I, I'm just wondering, you know, the world uh, was underprepared, obviously, this COVID-19, and our buildings and facilities are unequipped. Um, and so you're here to support every single business regardless of their size throughout Canada. So I, I'm just thinking in my mind and what's coming up, there's dental, assisted living centers, medical clinics, schools, retail. And I see you have an eight point criterion system mm -hmm. to assist with decision-making. Can you please explain what that is and expand on uh, those thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. So um, these last few weeks, we've come up with an eight point criteria. Um, so we always have, we call them toys that are being introduced to us. Things that may seem similar to the UV angel air, um, but that are not. So we've come up with this criteria, the first one being safe versus unsafe. So right now, most people in a workspace, office, dental, um, whatever it may be, we see a lot of chemicals and spray applications. So this is happening even at my previous job. We had people coming in and fumigating our offices every evening. Um, most of those products are, if you read the labels, they're flammable, corrosive, toxic. Um, they were never intended to be used the amount that they are using now. So that's the one major thing. We get a lot of people coming to us with different chemicals um, that just aren't safe for humans. Um, and then we move over to UVC light. So UVC light is what is in the UV Angel air unit. It's actually, this unit is in the ceiling. Um, it's drawing air upwards through a series of fans, filters, and then into the UVC enclosed chamber um, where the UVC light is actually um, altering the DNA of those microorganisms that are passing through. So UVC light has been used in a medical setting for hundreds of years. Um, the reason why it's kind of been tricky is because it does have a harmful impact on humans. So we can't just have this light glaring out in a room, especially when it's occupied. So that's what makes the UV Angel Air such a brilliant product is because it has the enclosed UVC chamber where it actually encourages us to be in the room where the UV Angel unit is. Yeah, you know, what's uh, got me going here, and I really love that, you, you said safe versus unsafe. And so um, a UV Angel was designed for hospital-acquired infection and the UV Angel Air, uh, how big is this unit and, and um, what makes it safe? Yeah, so it's a two by four foot unit. Um, that's again, put up into your typical T-bar ceiling. It can be surface mounted. Um, it can be hung as well. Um, if the ceilings are high in whatever facility you have, and it can also be put on walls. Um, so what makes the unit safe 
is the, like I mentioned before, the enclosed UVC chamber. Um, so it's not actually, the light isn't being seen by the human eye or skin. Um, and then as soon as you open up the unit for replacement of the bulbs, et cetera, um, it actually senses that and it'll turn off. So, so it's actually very, very safe for humans. Um, and yeah, like I said, it really encourages us to be in the room where it is because we know that when we are in an, in an area protected by the UV angel air units, um, it's just a safer, safer breathing environment. Got it. So it's drawing the air up. Is that correct? That's correct. Drawing the air up. It's out of our breathing level, out of our face, right in through the unit and then out the opposite side. So that's what makes, again, this product different than per se a floor unit or a desk unit, right? In that case, we would have these harmful pathogens, bacteria, fungi, they're coming across our face to a floor unit rather than drawing up and circulating upwards. Well, I've heard people using HEPA filters. And can you explain the difference then between a HEPA filter and the UV angel? And what is the difference between trap versus kill? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that brings us to our next, one of our next objectives is trap versus kill. Um, many people for decades have been using HEPA filters. Um, that's not uh, a new thing. So all a HEPA filter is doing is capturing um, our large particles as they pass through your HVAC units. Um, and essentially it's all, it's biohazardous waste. So people who are removing HEPA filters, which ha have to be removed quite frequently because um, they collect dust and even mold, um, they should be wearing full PPE when they're removing these products. So it just comes down to, would you rather trap something that's harmful or kill something that's harmful? Um, and the UV angel air actually allows those, those smaller microorganisms to pass through the filter that's in the UV angel because we want it to get to the UVC light where it's killing harmful pathogens. Well, uh, I'm just thinking now, when, when your system is running and only cleaning your ventilation system, not the air in the room level, uh, is mm -hmm. there five independent peer-reviewed studies that I've heard of that are validating the effectiveness of this unit? Exactly. So you mentioned the HVAC system and how that's just another form um, of our episodic cleaning. So when you have a HEPA filter or um, UVC light in your ventilation system, people have the right idea. However, it's not the most effective. So that's only running um, when your building like is calling for air conditioning or heat. So it's not operating 24 seven. Um, even if it is, it has a very long cycle to when it actually gets back to when we're breathing. So imagine a group of 10 people walk into a restaurant um, right then and there, they're creating all of these pathogens, all these bacteria flying out of their mouths right? And, and maybe at this given time, um, our ventilation system isn't running, right? So 
if we have the UV angel right over top of this group of 10 people, we're actually catching that air that's coming out of their mouths, that bacteria that's coming out right at room level and cleaning the air, killing the 99.9%, .9 killing the viruses, bacteria. Um, yeah, it's really at, I capitalize and I, and I say this often to people, we need to be cleaning our air at room level. And the UV Angel does have five independent peer reviewed studies that backs um, the research be behind this product. Um, many, many other, other products and similar toys we like to say that are on the market don't have this, this scientific research. So they weren't um, designed 10 plus years ago for a medical, medical setting, right? They maybe, oh, the pandemic, they're trying to make a quick buck and they develop a product that says it's gonna be effective, but has no research, research studies behind it. Well, what I'm hearing you say, and just, you know, uh, coming at this, uh, and of course, I'm, I'm not a scientist, but I, I am extremely concerned, as is all of the world right now, to get this corrected. What I'm hearing you say is most airborne pathogens are found in the room the hour after the cleaning is complete. So, so they've cleaned the room, and they've wiped it down, and they've done everything, and then the airborne pathogens... They've come back in there, you know, if we could, if we could see an animated comic, I'm seeing a little bit of my, I love your website, by the way, those people's faces are priceless that, that I should be one of those because I have done that face, because if we could see what was in that air and then it's stirring and then settling those pathogens on the surfaces and the UV angel can catch the harmful pathogens while they are still in the air before they settle on surfaces. This is just really exciting. This is this is exactly what we need. This is good news. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that goes into like our continuous cleaning with the UV Angel Air versus right now, we currently have so much episodic cleaning going on. So we have those maintenance people who have been hired to come around, clean surfaces. Um, and we... <sighs> It's that's been somewhat successful to a point, but but not. Um, and yes, I I do mention the hour after cleaning that we see the most pathogens swarming through the air. So it's kind of like a snow globe effect. You know, when you shake up a snow globe, um, we have those snowflakes falling everywhere, flying everywhere, and then they eventually land on a surface. So it's almost like we're we're. We're not doing any good when we come into a room, stirred up, stirred up, right? Think it's clean, and then we walk away, and then an hour later, it's all settled back down, and and to even even greater amount of pathogens now are on the surfaces than they even were prior. So um, we kind of have things a little bit backwards backwards right now, but there isn't um, a recent study done with McDonald's. Um, which we now have access to provide everyone with the, the um, research we have discovered there is they took a third party environmental company and swabbed a surface. Then they installed the UV angel. Um, and then only within 24 hours, they came back, took another surface sample and they saw an 88% reduction in harmful pathogens. Well, if that isn't magnificent, that is just absolutely magnificent. I, I just, I, I am so encouraged and excited. And I know everyone hearing this is too. We wanna see a UV angel everywhere, everywhere. And uh, hospital, schools, uh, dental, uh, 
grocery stores everywhere, everywhere. Um, so Madison, what about a floor desk and HVAC versus overhead? Mm -hmm. So I kind of briefly touched on that before is when, again, we have something in the corner um, of a room, right? It's, it's drawing air to that corner or the floor or the desk, wherever it may be. It's not actually drawing it upwards, mm -hmm. upwards like the UV angel air does. So it's almost counterproductive, right? When we're bringing things right across face level to the ground. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, and it's clear through the studies that we have seen with the UV angel that if we can get those pathogens rising and not settling on the surface, um, we have a better chance of keeping those surfaces clean. Yeah, okay, so um, the slower rate uh, compared to uh, HVAC unit that moves air, and I'm no scientist, but I have read at around 500 to 2000 uh, CFM. And what's the purpose of a slower rate then? Mm -hmm. what, what's the difference? Yeah, so with the UV angel, the air is passing through the UVC chamber at around 50 CFM. So it's moving slower than your typical um, HVAC unit that may for this example have UVC light in it. Um, yeah. And the purpose for that is because it needs to be moving at a slower rate in order to actually zap those viruses and effectively kill them at the 99.99% kill rate. Right. Um, it's not logical for the amount of air that moves through um, an HVAC unit at 2000 CFM for it to have any potential of, of killing the bacteria. Um, and then another quick thing that I'll add in there is um, through CDC um, health guidelines in America, we see that we need regulations for the UV angel to be eight to 12 feet off of the ground. That's the ideal height where the UV angel should be. Um, and any air purification unit for that matter should be eight to 12 feet off of, the, off of the ground. So it doesn't make any sense for us to purchase a small floor or desk unit um, when we see that our guidelines are clearly eight to 12. Yeah, you know, we want to reopen facilities for the short term, but keep mm -hmm. them open for the long term. So it's obvious that the, the occupants, they have to be thoroughly protected, not just to wipe down now and then and then and then these airborne are, are settling again. And like you said, like a globe, like a snow globe. So uh, every building that you would look at is different. So there's no cookie cutter here. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. And what do you do? Uh, you have skilled engineers, obviously, you can figure systems, but what would you do? Would everyone be individually treated when they came to you for a UV angel? Yeah, that's correct, Luann. So we treat every facility um, uniquely. So it's not a cookie cutter thing. It's not like we're going to Walmart, purchasing this thing in a box, throwing it up in our ceiling. That's not mm -hmm. at all the case here. Um, so what we do is we'll take a reflective ceiling plan um, or a floor plan, kind of whatever um, the company is able to provide us with. That goes to our team of engineers. We'll then have a Zoom meeting or a phone call to discuss you know, what exactly is happening in all of these rooms, what kind of activities we have going on. If it's a conference room, right? Do we plan to have six to eight people in this room that are socially distanced? 
Um, do we, is this a fast food restaurant? It's, it's very unique to what is going on in your facility. Um, so I really, really like to stress, it is absolutely not a cookie, cookie cutter thing. We have, like you mentioned, very skilled, very, very educated engineers at um, UV Angel. And their job is to make sure that these businesses um, are protected because that's our main concern. We want you guys to be protected um, so we can reopen and, and get back to this new normal um, or this old normal um, and, and live our lives again. Yeah, I like the way you said that, live our lives again, because even though everyone is aware of social distancing mm -hmm. and you can still have like six to eight people in a conference room, uh, or a classroom. As a matter of fact, I know a women's uh, organization uh, that just had a gathering with uh, several people, all social distanced. Uh, and, you know, but it ended up being 30 plus people in a conference room that could have held 200. <laughs> but I'm yeah. just saying there's, there's still in there. So what does that mean? I mean, there's still pathogens in the air, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Even in that case, like there's a t with 30 people, um, there's a ton of bacteria that that's swarming in the air. So even if you are in a large indoor setting, um, that doesn't mean that that you're going to be protected even by keeping your distance, even by wearing your masks. We have people coughing, sneezing, um, and it's all circulating. Even though we can't see it, it really is our invisible enemy. It is, yeah, the invisible enemy. And and I like that term. Uh, these people I was referencing, they just had this conference. Uh, over in Scottsdale, Arizona in a hotel. And the hotel itself, if you can imagine, a UV angel would be wonderful in throughout entire hotels as well. And you know, the rooms and then the conference rooms and, and the restaurants, et cetera. So um, tell me about cost financing. I mean, now, now we come down to the nitty gritty um, and ROI. Uh, what could you share with us on regard to, mm -hmm. to both of those? Yeah, so of course we understand that that this comes at a cost. Um, we're, we're fully aware that people weren't prepared to shut down for however many months and then still have money um, to put into to something like this, like the UV Angel Air. Um, but we do have financing and, and leasing options available that can bring down the cost of your UV Angel to around three to four dollars a day. And it, and it just comes down to keeping everyone safe and healthy. So this goes way past um, COVID-19. Obviously, this has shook us um, these, last, these last few months, clearly. Um, but it's even greater than COVID-19, right? We have our seasonal flus, colds, um, anything that may come in the future. It's really about hardening our infrastructure um, because we never wanna be caught off, caught off guard again as we were um, with COVID-19. Um, so we can reduce sick days, um, keep your businesses open, keep your staff healthy. And, it, and it's all about your staff needs to feel protected, right? Like when you're working for a company and you feel truly protected and that your business or whoever your manager truly cares about you and your health, you're willing to go above and beyond um, for that company. So yeah, it's all about just getting ourselves back to connecting again. Um, and I truly believe that the UV Angel Air can, can get us where we wanna be again. 
you know, I, I'm just wondering, and, and I agree, I, I am so excited about this. And mm -hmm. I'm just going to really encourage everyone to make that call, get on that Zoom call and find out about their facility. Uh, currently, um, I'm just thinking with regard to maintenance. And my brain keeps going there. Is, is there a lot of maintenance with the UV Angel? Um, that's a good question. I get that one quite often and there's actually not. So the bulbs need to be replaced only annually. So um, if you think about a HEPA filter um, or even the, the amount of time you're spending cleaning right now, like to spend 15 to 20 minutes replacing a bulb in a filter one time a year, um, that really cuts, cuts your maintenance costs. Um, yeah, so it's definitely feasible. And I think that, um, that, like that one time of year it is, is reasonable for us to be able to do. So currently people are, uh, fogging rooms episodically and, and that cost of manual labor and the PPE involved, uh, not to mention the products, which could be harmful. Um, so what does this mean? There's these episodic units that are moving from room to room and only protecting one room at a time. So tell me, the UV Angel is not like that, or is it? No. So the UV Angel is running continuously, 24-7, mm -hmm. um, 365 days of the year. It's also connected to a cloud, which you can have the, an app on your phone. So you can see that your UV Angels um, are running and their effectiveness. And that's just not something we see with other units. Um, we have some floor units and I've been introduced to a product that is like rolling from space to space. And that's only cleaning a room one at a time. So by the time you've um, cleaned that one room and you're heading to the next one, the one that you're currently in is already contaminated again. So the UV Angel Air, again, circulating 24 seven um, it doesn't need to be checked on by a maintenance person often because if you have any anything that may um, be alarming to the unit, you're going to get a message to the app on your iPhone, um, which is another thing that is very valuable. That is very valuable. Yes, indeed. What and peace of mind. Talk about peace of mind. That's just wonderful. You know, there's that's a lot of information, but um, it has been reduced the way you did it. And I thank you so much. You really uh, made this understandable for a lot of us. Uh, but what you touched on was these eight criteria. And before we close, I would like to know what happens from here for a person or a corporation that wants to get in touch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you can visit our website, um, which you will link here. And then you can always uh, send me an email, madison at airtechltd.ca. Uh, I'm always available there um, where we can have a discussion, jump on a Zoom call, and we can discuss your facility. Um, but what I really want to make sure you guys know today is we discussed these eight objectives. And if you are thinking about purchasing a unit similar to this, mm -hmm. I really um, encourage you to go through this list of objectives and see if um, that unit that you're looking at 
can check off all of these boxes because if it doesn't and you're questioning something, um, please reach out to me. We always encourage you to bring other products to us because we're learning as well. And we would love to see anything that you're considering. Um, and it's not, it's not me versus you trying to figure out that our thing is better than yours, but it, it comes down to you knowing exactly what you're purchasing and does that have scientific validation. Um, and that's something I really stress on being an environmental scientist myself is if this product doesn't have peer reviewed scientific um, studies behind it, then it's probably not your best purchase. Yeah, and I know uh, you're growing uh, exponentially nationwide throughout Canada, and you're attracting other resellers in other provinces, and uh, they would contact you as well. At, at, let's repeat that and uh, make sure that they've got that and take, get your pen out and make a note of this. Yeah, so we are looking for resellers across Canada. We think that we're going to be moving this um, products quite quickly and we're going to need help doing it. Um, so yeah, my email is madison at airtechltd.ca. Okay, Madison. Well, thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure. Again, I'm Luann Mitchell, and you've been watching this wonderful interview here on Big Media USA, and we are super excited. We've got uh, the North American connection going on here with uh, our U.S. Uh, co corporate family and our Canadian family and our efforts, our efforts, which are global efforts. So thank you again, Madison, and congratulations. And uh, I salute you and all of the magnificent things you're doing. And have a super great day. And thank you again. Thanks, Lynn.